there is a big offering of good gelato in Melbourne, um, but at the time there really wasn't much around. So I think um, I think we were the first um, in what we did, and um, yeah, I think people now have a bit of an understanding on what good gelato is. This is the producers. I'm Danny Vallant. Is there anything better than gelato? Lisa Valmorbida and her brother Jamie come from an entrepreneurial, food-loving Italian family. So when Lisa identified a gap in the Australian market for high-quality gelato, it set them on the pathway to Pitipipo. Ten years later, there are three popular Melbourne stores and a new laboratorio making small batch and bespoke flavours. Pitipipo is one of the city's leading artisanal gelato businesses, scooping smiles day after day. I'm Lisa Valmorbida. I'm the founder, co-founder of Pitipipo and um, we're a gelateria um, in Melbourne. We got started almost, it was, it's nine years ago now, it's coming up to... Um, 10 years next year so um, we I started off working as a chef and studied as to be a chef and um, when I was working in kitchens I just always knew I wanted to do something for myself um, and having an Italian background I knew that the and being you know traveling to Italy the offering in Melbourne um, didn't compare and I knew that there was something I was interested in and I thought it would be um, a great opportunity to go over to Italy and learn how to do it. Um, And when I got there, um, I knew that that was exactly what I was meant to be doing and absolutely loved it. And, um, yeah, so I studied at a gelato university and worked in a gelateria in Italy and then came back um, and got all the machinery and started all my recipes and, um, we opened almost 10 years ago, the test lab. And now we've got, we've got three stores and we've just opened, um, Peter Pupa Laboratorio. Lisa saw a marked contrast between the fresh fruit focused gelato she enjoyed in Italy and the more commercial industrial gelato scooped in Australia. She made it her mission to bring a more Italian approach to the frozen confections on offer back home. Yeah, so I guess in Italy, the, the, the everything is sort of made from scratch and um, they use all fresh seasonal fruits. Um, and in Australia, it was, you know, I think everyone knew gelato was like with the, um, with all the food colourings and the flavourings and um, all the pastes and um, maybe it's, you know, fruit purees rather than real fruit. Um, so when you go to Italy, like everything just tastes so much better and um, like like the real thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that it was sort of educating the market um, at the time on what that was. And, um, you know, when people were eating our fruit gelatos, they, they would say, oh, my God, this tastes exactly like a mango. Um and that's because it is a mango, <laughs> and but people weren't used to that at the time, which was, which is really quite weird. And you know, like a banana was white, and people maybe used to saying yellow, and it sounds, yeah, it sounds weird now because I think everyone understands um, and has, you know, there's there's a bit more on the market now, um, so people know what to look for, and um, I think, um, yeah, it's just um, making everything from scratch and. Um, making it fresh, churning it fresh on site, um, 
makes such a big difference. And yeah, storing in the potsedi, so you're preserving all the um, the temperature and the humidity levels, and um, it just makes such a big difference to the product. It's more complicated than it seems making the recipes. It's like you can't just throw in um, sugar and milk and cream and sort of hope for the best. Like everything has to be. Um, calibrated and like calculated in a formula so um, each flavor has the same fat content and sugar contents and um and yeah when you're working with different ingredients you're sort of balancing everything everything out um so it was about learning how to do that and um yeah i that it was it went for a month long so there's you know there's all different um levels of it and um I sort of did the whole thing and then working in the gelateria after was um, was also really good because I learned about all the ingredients and there's so many rules in Italy um, with like what you would consider good gelateria and what, what's a bad gelateria. So um, I guess I got that sort of, I got that insider knowledge with all of that part as well. Lisa spent a lot of time in Italy learning how to identify a great gelato shop from an also-ran. From the Pozzetti-littered serving counters to the number of flavours on sale, there are subtle signals of quality. The Pozzetti, that's the, um, the serving counter where it's with the lids. Everything's, um, everything's uh, covered and preserved instead of having the big mounds on display. Um, so you look for that because it means that, that the quality of the products the number one priority um, and yeah it's not exposed to the air and um, the you know, the humidity levels and the circulation of the temperature is really maintained properly um, then 20 flavors is the maximum amount that you would sell because if you have any more it means that you're unable to um, ensure that it's fresh every day um, and then yeah seeing sort of fresh fruits and seeing the production and um, knowing that they're sort of making it there on site um, is really important because you want to be churning all throughout the day. Like if customers would come in um, when I was in Italy and they'd ask what the freshest flavour was, that it wouldn't be what their favourite flavour was. It was they would always go for the freshest one that was just made. Um, so just, yeah, and about all the nuts and the types of chocolate and um, all of those kind of things I learned a lot about um, as well. Ice cream wasn't the first career path for Lisa Valmorbida, but a love of cooking and a family background in food reeled her in. When I finished school, I started in an interior design course and then um, I was spending all my time watching cooking shows and cooking and um, realised that I just needed to stop doing interior design and then follow my passion, which was cooking and um, uh, enrolled in cooking school um, I worked at Donovan's in St Kilda um, and then for like three years and then that was when I went to to Italy um, after that um, and started that journey. So, yeah. But my, my family have a background. Um, so my my nono, when he first came out to Australia, he his career was all in food, um, bringing Italian food products to Australia and olive oil and parmesan and kintat canned tomatoes and tuna so um it's sort of like yeah our family sort of um is you know food's very important to us so I guess I've sort of grown up in a very fruity family 
everyone is very passionate and um, has lots of ideas. So we're all, um, yeah, I sort of, I do it. I work with my brother. Um, Jamie and I started Pinapipa almost 10 years ago um, as a test lab on Faraday Street, um, which is where we sort of experimented and um, got an idea about how we wanted to do the permanent store. And um, yeah, and then I guess the laboratory is the same concept, but on a larger scale. Um, and it's just where we can, yeah, um, expand on our offering and, um, and yeah, keep um, innovating on in what we do. We work really well together. We've, we sort of have the same, we've got the same ideas on everything and then he trusts me on all the food side of things and then I trust him on, on, um, on all the marketing and the um, business side of things. So, um, yeah, it it's works really well. Lisa knows that the most famous flavours will always dominate her stores, but she's also keen to experiment. The new Laboratorio prioritises small batch flavours made with local ingredients. There will also be some wild flights of fancy. Because we've got three stores, it's, we, we have a formula of how we, we make everything and, you know, like strawberry and watermelon and mango and chocolate and all those flavours are always going to be the most popular and um, we it's hard to just throw on a flavour when you have a small amount of an ingredient or um, maybe something's really labour intensive that we can't actually make enough of it. So we, I loved the Tesla because it felt like I just made something and put on the menu and um, it, it was really fun sort of doing it like that. Um, and now with the, with the lab, we can, um, it's the same sort of concept. Like I can just, we can make a flavour and put it straight on the, on the menu. And um, really, it's about celebrating all amazing p- fruit growers and different ingredients and, um, and yeah, just more limited edition flavours we can put on the menu at the Laboratorio. So we're, we're starting with um, a white chocolate and pink peppercorn, which is really good. Um, it's sort of the, the pepper sort of balances out the sweetness of the white chocolate. Um, and then we've got a Maya lemon. So it's quite hard to get your hands on Maya lemons. Um, and we've secured one tree. So we're, it's not going to be on for very long. Um, but, yeah, it's just like a sweeter um, variety of a lemon. You can almost just eat it straight as a fruit. Um, and then what else are we doing? We're doing a goat's yogurt and saffron. We've got a, an Australian saffron that we're using. Um, and then we're doing um, buffalo milk, fiordolata, and, yeah, flavours like that. So, yeah, so all the flavours are new that we've created for the lab and we'll continue to change the flavours and make, we might have just one um, one batch of a flavour and um, it it will sort of run a bit like that. Pita Pippo Gelato is a seasonal product using only fresh fruit sourced as locally as possible. When the seasons change, the ice cream flavours change too. We don't use frozen fruits um, or we, we, we like to support local um, fruit growers and we we like um, sort of selecting the quality the fruits and making sure the quality is what we want um, and I like to have the variation in the in the in 
in the fruits. So um, it's not always constant and you will get sort of variations in the taste. And I think that that's um, what keeps it real and what keeps it, um, you know, unique. I love when the seasons change and you get all the f- different fruits again because um, you sort of work with and then you just can't wait for the next fruits to come out and especially summer when strawberries and mangoes and everything come out again it's pretty it's always so exciting some flavors never go out of style or out of season is your favorite gelato flavor one of the mainstays um pistachios always that's our biggest seller um i think we've got eight flavors that a majority of our sales um which are the classic ones it's always chocolate um pistachio hazelnut um, Nutella swirl, salted caramel, and, and then everything else is, um, yeah, so it's just, everyone just loves the classics. I feel like now I kind of know what works and I just work at it until I get it right. But um, I once tried a cucumber flavor, like in a cream base, which was a really big <laughs> mistake. And I couldn't, I, that was just the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. So um, never, never got that right and I don't think I ever will. There's a fine art and a fair bit of muscle involved in scooping ice cream. What are the tricks Lisa tries to pass on to her staff? I remember in Italy, it took me a really long time to learn how to do it. I couldn't get it right. And then when I got, I I finally sort of learned, but I wasn't amazing at it. And then when I got back to Australia um, and I was teaching my team how to do it, um, for some reason, I just got it when I was teaching them. So um, I think... Yeah, I don't know. You sort of just work it out and um, it's just practice. But it's about sort of working the gelato and getting it into the perfect shape before you put it on the cone. Um, And that takes a lot of practice and, yeah, it's been the challenge. Um, Some people get it and some people can't sort of get it. Um, You can tell straight away. I think you need a bit of strength and... um, You can't be sort of timid in how you do it. You have to really get into it. Being an ice cream manufacturer sounds like delivering happiness day after day. What does Lisa love about what she does? I love perfecting and um, keep improving all the time and learning new things. And, um, yeah, just perfecting the one skill is um, is something I, yeah, I'm really passionate about. It is very rewarding when... um, when you see people loving what you do. Um, so I feel very lucky that um, we've had such a good response from people and um, I feel like they know the difference. Yeah, when we first opened and people started queuing, like I just got so excited and I still feel the same now and I can't believe it's it's continued, continued 10 years on um, and I feel really lucky and um, it's just, yeah, it's an amazing feeling. Pitta Pippo is many things. It's Lisa Valmorbida's entrepreneurial passion. It's a showcase of local produce. And it's a respectful Australian rendering of a grand Italian tradition. More than anything, over 10 years of quality production, it's become an essential ritual for thousands of Melburnians who will happily line up for a Pitta Pippo cone or cup. Make mine a double with hazelnut and watermelon. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. 
Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.